United States submarine base at Key West, Florida. The dispatch that quoted President Truman's press secretary, Charles Cross, as saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Cross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy deny that such objects exist. Okay, cool. Did you figure it out? Yeah. Yeah, We're about a half second behind, but I think we'll be okay. Yeah, you'll be able to find it better than just taking a shot in the dark. Um, Hey, what's up? My name is Noelle, and I'm going to be fucking real with you. Ever since we did the ghost experiments, I have been contacted. (gasps) You were being contacted before, though. I know, but is it, it just is, more? It, yeah, I'll tell you. You introduce yourself and then I'll elaborate. Mm. I'm Chelsea. I'm the not hot friend. <laughs> <laughs> deep cut. Deep cut for those who know. Also, um, that's that's so that's such a stupid comment too, because like you are so hot and you have only gotten hotter. Like you have just gotten skinnier and your jawline has just gotten more defined and your hair is just getting longer and healthier. It's so weird to me. And like you are also you know, not young, and you look great. You look younger than me. I'm quite old. Um, you are also- you are in your mid thirties, and you look honestly. If I'm being honest, putting my honest hat on, you look at max twenty five. That's really sweet of you. I would only give you super good compliments, but you don't need any more because you're the hot one. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you've been getting uh, contacted. Okay. I, I almost wonder if we should put this in our pockets before we really dive in. What do you mean? Well, uh, because we're going to talk a little bit about the dangers of talking to the dead. I know, but I don't believe in that, and I'm going to explain why I don't believe that in the episode. And this is the whole thing. It's not malevolent. It's not me. If anything, it's almost like indifference. So... Because, you know, great quote, the opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. And um, that is like the tea. So the, the, I'm not sure if it was the night. No, it was the night after. Was it? I'm not sure if it was Sunday night or Monday night. It, it had to have been the night after because you would have told me the next day because you are responding to texts about what happened to Oliver. That happened <sighs> that night. Yeah, but, like, it was when I woke up. So it was either, like, waking up Monday morning or waking up Tuesday morning. Um, I was at Ty's because we went to a jazz game. I think it was Monday night because we went to a jazz game for Halloween. And um, that night, as I was, like, falling asleep, there was the loudest voice next to me. And it was just, like... You're saying it's fake? Like, it literally said it like that. Like, you're saying it's fake? Like that. Literally clear as day. And it woke me up out of my sleep. And I was like, hello? Hello? And I was, like, looking around. And I was like, that must have been one of those moments where, like, you're half asleep, half awake. And you, like, hear and see things. You're more receptive Mm -hmm. to the other worlds. But it was, like, right in my fucking ear. Like, it it came up next to my sleeping little head and was like, yeah. So you're saying it's fake? And I was like, you astral projected into a conversation. And then you heard what they were saying and you zip zapped back into your body. I don't, I will never know. We'll never know. So that was the experience the first time. And then, um, Wednesday night, Wednesday night, I get woken up same, but I'm at my house now. 
same fucking shit. It's and I wish I remembered. It was a full conversation happening right next to me. And I was it woke me up because it was continuing on. Like it wasn't just a sentence, it was literally a conversation. And that's what woke me up. And I like looked around and I was like, wait, what? And I was like, maybe it's someone outside. So I look out my window. There's nothing. There's no one. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like that. And so the second time that happened, when that happened, I was like, the two, it's, it's not a fluke. Like it's connected. But again, like it wasn't mean. It wasn't aggressive. It was almost just like, it honestly, it feels like, um, what it like it, it's kind of like you know they live do you know john carpenter's they live i know yeah. of it i don't think so, i've seen it you know like the the whole thing is like if when you put the glasses on it shows you reality real reality and you see that like fucking aliens have like oh. taken over so like he yeah. you're looking at so if he has the glasses off, everything's like in black and white and he's looking at the TV and it's like two news broadcasters, like, you know, talking about whatever puts the glasses on. They're the fucking blue faced aliens. And on the screen, it just says like, bye, 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 consume, 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 fear, fear, fear. Ooh, I need to watch this. It's one of the best movies ever. Please watch it. Um, John Carpenter's they live. I have film strips of it, like original pieces. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's great. I love it. Um, but that's kind of how it feels like it's not like evil it's not like i've welcomed evil because even that example is like a little nefarious and they live but it's the glasses like i've put we've put the glasses on by participating and experiencing and so now i just see it and i hear it now it's it's always been around us it's always been amongst us it's always happening constantly and now that we have the glasses on, it's we could just be we see it more. Yeah, that's how I feel about it because it doesn't feel like negative or bad. It's just kind of like there. Yeah, I I don't think I've had anything since that I've noticed, but the just being there was kind of how I felt when we were doing the sessions. Whereas mm-hmm. I was more worried about the cops telling us to leave, honestly, um, yeah. or me peeing my pants. From yeah. drinking too much liquid, not from being scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, I was quite hydrated. So that was like my main fear. And the ground was cold. And we sat down on the sidewalk. Yeah, it was Those were like the out. things that I was really noticing. But everything else, like even all the spoopy supernatural stuff, I was like, oh. Yeah. yeah you're was, here too. Yeah, it was like not, it wasn't scary at all, really. Um, Which is wild because there are times where I've been real fucking scared over being completely alone. You know what I mean? Like those seem to be the scariest parts when you're like at home and you're not like really hearing anything and your mind gets away from you. That's yeah. what I've been like when I've scared myself the most. Yeah. It's it's weird because like it's always the idea of it that scares you more than the yeah. reality of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could say that about anything in life, honestly, but especially with ghosts. Yeah, I had a lot of anticipation for our ghost session, and um, I was pleasantly surprised by That's having I. fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to say having fun. I was pleasantly ex- surprised by the experience and pleasantly surprised by the pleasant surprisingness of it. Yeah, no, a thousand percent. When we were driving up to you, Ty's like, 
what are you guys going to do if it doesn't work? And I was like, report on how it didn't work. And he yeah, goes, that's, that was my fear, I think. Yeah. And he was like, okay. Like, that's what he assumed. That's yeah. what I kind of assumed. And that's Same. what you assumed. Yeah. And when we got there and that wasn't the case, everyone was fucking shocked and shook. Yeah. So. Um, well, let's, let's fucking dive into what the hell yeah. we did. Let's go. So we did a spirit box. So mm-hmm. what is a spirit box, you may ask? So higgypop.com probably gives the best explanation I've seen with the following. Quote, a spirit box is a popular paranormal gadget which scans through the radio spectrum in hopes that a spirit can make their voices heard amongst the white noise and fleeting snippets of radio broadcasts. So it's literally just... That's all you hear mm-hmm. um, until like a sound comes through. So the idea behind a spirit box is that as it scans through various channels of white noise, something, and we leave that interpretation up to you of what that something is, yeah, can come through in short bursts of energy, which we hear and then interpret as answers to a question. So the spirit box uh, came about in 2002, and most agree that it was invented by a paranormal researcher named Frank Sumption. So prior to Frank, people mostly communicated with the dead using Ouija boards, which have gained a pretty big stigma in the paranormal community as being something very dangerous due to how unpredictable they can be. And although most are familiar with the popular and controversial children's toy, there can be real dangers to the board if you believe. So according to PsychicSource.com, there are four... (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) They seem very credible. Um, I will say, just to put it at the end, at the very end of this article, it said, this is why you should use our resources instead of a Ouija board. I'm like, oh, you're just trying to get fucking paid. Uh, So take that with a grain uh, of salt. uh. Um, But reading through this, this is like general stuff as to what I've heard, why you don't use a Ouija board. Um, I'm sure you've heard the same. But basically, it's this. First, you're opening a door to things you cannot control or understand. Basically, when you use a Ouija board, you've established an all-access club, all ages, with no bouncers minding the door. You could experience nothing, or you could allow lingering spirits to hang out even if you didn't intend them to. Two, this means you could establish a connection with the wrong entities. So Ouija boards were very popular with making contact with a specific dead person in mind. However, there are beings on the spiritual plane that could just be down to mess with you. So you could basically invoke something bad. And three, you open yourself up to uncomfortable communications. Now, we kind of ran into this a little bit in our experience. I wasn't necessarily scared, but they were a little uncomfortable. Um, They were a little uncomfortable? A little at the end. We'll talk about them. But essentially, there's no way you can control what something is going to say to you. Or you may learn something very uncomfortable or even scary. And you and I talked about this on the way home because I mentioned that I was tempted to like ask about my mom or my sister. And the reason I didn't was because I Mm -hmm. didn't want to hear something horrible. Um, And there's no controlling that. So I could have heard something that, you know, could have fucked me up forever and scarred me for life. And so that's like another danger of it. Um, And this last one, I, this one I buy into hook, line and sinker and I'm sure this is the biggest danger of using a Ouija board. And that's basically a psychogenic illness, which is real, definitely real and something you don't want to get. So basically these are illnesses that have a psychological origin rather than a physical one. And there are things in history that have been credited as psychogenic illnesses or plagues. 
and perhaps one of the most notorious ones that I found was, you know, essentially the Salem witchcraft trials where a group of children became afflicted with quote unquote spirits that caused the deaths of innocent people. Essentially, it's just like a hive mind hysteria where a bunch of people buy in. Yeah, just hysteria, just mass hysteria. The France dancing disease that I'm sure a lot of people also know about where people just dance themselves to death back in the day. Also, Mm -hmm. probably this. Um, But uh, perhaps less known is an incident that happened at an all-girls Catholic boarding school in Mexico. So after word got out that some of the girls had played with a Ouija board, suddenly 512 students were hit with mysterious symptoms, which caused them to have headaches and trouble walking. Psychologist Nashiela, Nashiela Loa Zavala, I'm sorry, diagnosed this incident as a mass psychogenic illness caused by the belief that the Ouija board had cursed the school. So here are my thoughts about that. Because, again, do we want to blame the Ouija board or do we want to blame the Catholic Church? So let's, yes. let me, let me yes. talk about this. Let me talk <laughs> about this. Let me stand on my soapbox for a brief moment. So back in the day, you and I did an episode about Victorian death practices called Covered Mirrors. I think that's what the name was of the episode. Yeah. And to me and you, and I think most people who listen to that episode or know anything about Victorian death practices, there is something connected and pure about the way people handled death back then. I was specifically jealous of the way that they handled death because it didn't put, it had specific rules that essentially made it so you didn't have rules. The one thing I liked was I wear morning clothing so that you can treat me as a person in mourning until I'm ready. It's not... Until you're uncomfortable with me being sad. It's until I'm ready to tell you I'm done being in mourning. I was so fucking jealous of that. I was like, yeah. I would still be in mourning clothing then. Literally. I want everyone to know it. I want everyone well, like, to know it. The thing about the Victorian um, mourning rituals and practices was not just like the clothes, but also the timing. So it like it went on for a year, depending on how close the person was in proximity to you in relationship to you, you had different practices and they literally had magazines that went over what to wear, what to do, how to act, how to treat people, how to treat yourself. And there was something so like freeing about giving that up you know what i mean yeah. just being told what to do when you're in that period of grief and also how people should treat you but then yeah. it also put a time limit on it not short but long enough to say okay we've given you your time you can still be in mourning and wear like the but now it goes mm-hmm. to like the ribbon now yeah but, you, but you've got to get back out okay yeah. we did it and we did it and now you got to go it kept ritual to it which gave a sacredness to it but also like took out the capitalism which i think is like what made it it was like you have you get to do all this stuff and none of it's making the funeral industry money Mm -hmm. um so it has a little bit more of a personal effect to it that i really liked and it would be really cool if we could do some more of this stuff where rituals are observed but we don't really have rituals around our dead unless it costs a lot of fucking money here in the United no, States. A thousand percent. There are some people on Etsy who are trying to bring back the morning ribbons. Um, so people like kind of know to signify like you can go into work and wear it and obviously people will look at it and read it and treat you differently. So it's kind of like the unspoken mm-hmm. bringing it back. But anyway, <clears throat> they also had superstitions. Um, some of them included 
carrying the deceased out of the home feet first so they couldn't look back and call someone else to follow them, closing curtains and covering mirrors until after the funeral so that the deceased image wouldn't get trapped in a looking glass. It was thought that you might be the next if you saw yourself in a mirror at a house where someone had recently died. So again, keep those mirrors covered. To prevent bad luck, all clocks were stopped at the time of death if the person died in the home. And then um, they would turn family photographs face down to protect the family and friends um, from possession by the spirit of the dead or getting them trapped during um, the funeral procession. Uh And there's so like, these are silly, obviously, but there's also something like comforting in ritual especially during the time of uncomfort and uncertainty because even though like religion tries to put um heaven as like the you know bread and butter at the end of the line Uh there is uncertainty in the process and what happens and reassurance and so there's something to these like rituals and superstitions that ensure safety safe travel it, you know it gives, what I mean? yeah it gives you power in a powerless situation a thousand it's like percent. it's like when somebody's scared of driving so you give them like a little steering wheel to hold on to so they have like a semblance of control you know mm-hmm. um it's it's like super important and we've been robbed of all that and i think that that's like why we have such a fucking hard time with death um because we don't we don't have anything sacred about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you, you don't even prepare your own dead. Yeah. You ship them off and somebody does it for you and you don't, yeah. you're not involved in any of it. So you have no idea what the fuck is going on. Yeah. No, a thousand percent. And like, we've talked about that even recently, like how death practices are just capitalistic hell holes exploiting your fear of death because it's the two things that have to work at the same time you have to be so afraid of death that you are willing to pay thousands of dollars for someone else to deal with it and like the two things braid into each other and coexist Mm -hmm. in like a symbiotic relationship if one dies the other will as well um so like that's kind of how it is now but there was another practice that was born mid-Victoria era from these mourning rituals, what is now referred to as spiritualism or the spiritualism movement of the 19th century. So obviously it didn't stop at the rituals and mourning practices. People just got comfortable and welcomed and normalized with death. So spiritualism was just the natural continuation of that. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but my interpretation of what I've seen, because I'm not as much of a, a expert in this aspect of it with like the actual history of it so much as like the ritual importance, but it almost seemed like this was the fucking thing to do and it mm-hmm. was accepted. It would be no different than if you came over for like a game night. Like, a thousand percent. It didn't seem like it was a taboo at all. Not not at all. When you when the norms when morning rituals and death are a part of your cultural norms as does cultural acceptance of death and the presenting of new norms such as spiritualism and what came with that and i'm talking about like new norms as in exactly what you said you would go see spiritualists and mediums you would have them come to your home they would be at the public squares and libraries like they just it was it was totally accepted and completely interwoven with um, life at the time, no matter your religion or creed, everyone was into it. It had no, yeah. it had no qualms or problems. Where did we go so wrong? Oh, I'll tell you. Oh, so yes. <laughs> the, 
the spiritual the spiritualism movement is literally by definition people welcoming communication with the dead um, by means of seances or via the 1886 invention of the Ouija board because mediums were getting too busy and getting their answers took too long sometimes. Yeah, we got to DIY this shit. Literally. Spiritualism was and is the belief of spiritual com- spirit communication through mediums. And what was another medium other than the Ouija board? And I personally like geek the fuck out about this era because despite whatever religious trauma and religion people were dealing with or working through this like collective comfort and normalization of death made no churches go up, no preachers on, you know, walking tours, no Bibles to sell. They literally would have mediums come and do lectures for free and community halls offered public and private sessions. It was just the complete normalization and comfort of death, which unfortunately is something that happens to all of us. And right now in our like 2022 little peanut brains, we fear it and it's uncertainty Uh and all people want to do is try to prevent it or stop it and whatever. And these motherfuckers were just like in it. They were just like living. They were just like it. It was like breathing, breathing air, drinking water and being okay with death, like coping with it in such a natural and like a natural way. And I don't know. It was so fucking cool. You've made such a good point too, because it's like you say no religion can do that because religion, I hope (laughs) that there's something on the other side that's better, at least not worse, right? That's the Mm -hmm. faith aspect of religion. But then you come into like Ouija boards and talking and it's like, well, I'm hoping in one hand, but I'm going to fucking find out in the other. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it it gives, it empowers you to get knowledge on like in lieu of faith or in abundance of faith or an absence of faith. It gives you a fucking option instead of just, being yeah. left in the dark. Yeah, a thousand percent. And that's honestly why it was able to be braided into religion, no matter if you are Protestant or Catholic, mm-hmm. like it was or Baptist. It was all like it was all there. Like it well, I don't even think Baptists were around then, but Protestants and Catholics were. Anyway, it like one hundred percent like braided into your faith. You could almost use it as solidification of faith. Or for people who didn't have faith, it was enough for them. So it it did, it literally filled in gaps that religion could never and will never do. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think everyone was like in on it and loved it. And like, of course there were scammers like the Fox sisters. Maybe we'll do an episode on them because they're very fucking interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, But this was an era of people who saw death like never before from war, famine, just the struggle of living in America at this time. And Ouija boards were welcomed into homes. They were advertised as, quote, the wonderful talking board. There was nothing scary, spooky, demonic, evil. It was a gift. It was sold for $1.50, which I think is fun. But it, it was just like another tool. Just in the same drawer, you would have your Bible, you would have your Ouija board. And it worked for everyone. Like it was completely compatible with all religions. Like they could hold a seance on a Saturday night 
and then have no issues going to church the next day. And it was a beloved activity that people found a lot of comfort in. Fun fact, because of inflation, a dollar fifty in when the Ouija board was invented would be thirty-five dollars and thirty-three cents today. That probably sounds close to what it goes for, honestly. I think that's what it goes for. <laughs> Let's do it. it um, the rights were sold, though. Obviously, the original creator of the Ouija board sold the rights to, um, I think, fucking Hasbro. Hasbro um, or Milton Bradley. One yeah, of those. Yeah. yeah. So that's that. But, 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 what's the shittiest thing, I think, now and a big disservice is how when we speak and hear about Ouija boards, it comes with the connotation of like you're opening a portal to demons and evil. You're opening up uncertainty. You're opening your up, up yourself to things that are negative, uh-huh. but, and you're like, how did this fucking happen? Right? Well, I will tell you it was in the 1920s when the New York times reported that a woman was possessed from the Ouija board and she had to like go into psychiatric, psychiatric treatment and feelings towards the Ouija board started to change. But you know what the fuck else was going on in the 1920s? Enter in the goddamn great depression. It was the pendulum swing. You had cinema jazz, new ways of dressing specifically for women in the 1920s and then what followed by conservative christians blaming progress art and open-mindedness for the great depression rather than bank failures and lack of government policies and this was genuinely the beginning of the end of social acceptance and welcoming of the ouija board and spiritualism in general like And of course, we've continued to see this pendulum swing throughout history from the era of love in the 1960s, bringing in the staunch conservatism of the 70s and welcoming the doomsday ass era of Reagan and the satanic panic of the 80s and 90s, which again saw the demonization of things under the branch of spiritualism, blaming Ouija boards and Metallica for the murder of three little kids in West Memphis, which by the fucking way, I was looking this up. A judge rejected the West Memphis Three's request for new DNA testing literally June 23rd of this year. So Why? Wouldn't that completely eliminate them? Yeah. While simultaneously exposing the justice system for not being perfect? Oh, yeah. You wonder, you oh, wonder why they, the Alfred plea would be thrown out the fucking window and they would have to admit that they fucked up, which they won't do. So they'll never let actual It was the man happen. in Bojangles. Mm-hmm. So all this to say in summary... Bring back the fucking Ouija board. It's cool. It has nothing but positive and good vibes attached to its origin story and is the perfect representation of death acceptance in a way. And the only reason why our dumb little peanut brains thinks it's evil or causes evil is become because some crusty fucking milquetoast ass man on a pulpit wanted you back in the pews putting money in his coffer. Also, Zach Bagans thinks Ouija boards are the devil, so you don't want to be anything like him. So, like, bring back the fucking Ouija board. And and that's my that's my soapbox rant it's on that. The it's- only reason why people don't fucking like Ouija boards is because of crusty white men in churches. I mean, I bought into I bought into that propaganda. I'm terrified of Ouija boards, right? But it like makes sense. Um, well, that's it at the end of the day, baby. It's propaganda. It's literally which, propaganda. Which is so weird because, like, you know that, um, like, the pentagram is, like, a Wicca symbol. So I see that now, and I'm like, oh, Wiccan. And I don't think Satanist. And all it took was, like, someone telling me that that was, like, a more of a Wiccan symbol. And I'm like, oh. And then it never bothered me again. But then I hear stuff about the Ouija board, and I'm like, but. 
what if that lady was fucking possessed by the Ouija board, bitch? Um, but I'm a victim. I'm a victim of Hollywood because Hollywood plays up the spookiness of the Ouija yeah. board, right? It's an a easy- victim of Hollywood, a victim yeah. of religious propaganda. Um, I have a TBI. Like, what are you going to do, man? Like at the end of the day, if you want to put like your capitalistic hat that has a little Jesus cross on the top of it, what is worse for the church is churches, no matter which one you're talking about, is you not, not needing yeah. them. Not needing to give them money. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah, organized religion's a plague. A thousand percent. So the next method, so yeah, we covered the Ouija board is yeah, what we covered it. Was, it. <laughs> it's like the most popular way to communicate to the dead. Um, the next one is just basic recordings and playback. And known as EVP. Mm-hmm. So for one reason or another, this is accepted as being less dangerous than using a Ouija board because it is largely residual communication. People are either asking questions or simply talking while recording and then subsequently using playback to hear what the ghosts have to say. And although there aren't really any articles dedicated to exposing the dangers of trying to record EVP, most of them consider any attempt to communicate with the dead as being either dark-sided or anti-Christian. Yeah, for all the things that you all mentioned above. Um, And while most agree that there are similar dangers of hearing things that could be disturbing, in my opinion, the lack of ritual surrounding, just like trying to record EVP, makes it a little less scary to me than using a Ouija board. I had originally written dangerous, but I think that the only reason a Ouija board would be dangerous to me would be the psychosomatic. (laughs) Like, I would freak myself the fuck out. Um, Maybe... I don't think a few years ago I would have entertained using a spirit box, but now I'm like fine with it. So maybe in a few years we could like readdress it. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I think like in the same, again, victims of cinema, victims of propaganda, victims of religious infiltration of the mind, uh, the same feelings that people get if a physical Ouija board was put in front of them are the same feelings people get when they're put into a bathroom with the lights turned off and told to say Bloody Mary in the mirror three times. You know that nothing bad is going to happen, but like that shit is just fucking ingrained. Uh Yeah, 100%. Because that would scare the shit out of me. <laughs> Just like, I don't like the dark anyway, bitch. I don't have to say nothing. Yeah. Um, but you're 100% right. And it's um, it's the – there's a part of my lizard brain that since I do believe in the other where I don't want to open myself up to them to fucking get me. Yeah. And those are I ways. mean, like, like literally even – uh, lights on. Try to go into your bathroom, look in the mirror, and say "Bloody Mary" three times. You it know will. what I mean? I like, will not. Yeah, it just like it's <laughs> yeah. just that little that little fucking. You know, that's it's, how you know propaganda is so fucking right. good. And it's strong. the same thing with fucking flow, man. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to go see flow yeah. again. That scared the shit out of me. It's um, not the actual actions of what will happen after. It's the ritual of it. Yeah, that's 100. percent It. I think that's why a Ouija board is different. To a thousand percent. Me. Especially yeah, thousand percent. because like, do I find technology scary? No. Technology being involved immediately takes the ritual out of it, mm-hmm. even though it, it there's really nothing different, right? Yeah. When you get yeah. down to the bare bones of it. But little lizard brain, that's what helps it sleep at night. Mm-hmm. So we have Ouija board on one side and then we have just like recordings on the other. Mm-hmm. So enter the happy medium, which is the spirit box. Which, like we said a little earlier, came about in 2002. Now, although this method does come with a lot of similar quote-unquote dangers as using a Ouija board, there's a lot less outcry against their dangers in the paranormal community. 
So we kind of just covered this, but Noelle, I want to ask you, do you think spirit boxes are just an updated Ouija board? A thousand percent. Um, But just like how you feel less afraid by technology and more afraid of ritual, I think that spirit boxes are a way to bring back quote unquote spiritualism and and like comfortability and acceptance of death and welcoming of death um, that we saw in the uh, 1900s in early America because a lot of people would agree with you. A lot of people are more okay using a spirit box because they're more comfortable and confident with technology. They don't have the religious dogma telling them that the ritual is bad or evil. And at the end of the day, like that's all I want. Like I don't want people to like obsess about finding proof of the afterlife. I don't think that's the purpose of it. That's not what I subscribe to. I'm very much a energy cannot be created nor destroyed. And we are all little beings powered by energy so that energy has to go somewhere and sometimes it gets trapped that's where i am at and i also think that you can put yourself in a bad psychological place if you just are using these things as a tool to prove um or disprove religion like whatever it may be i think that's just a bad place to be i think the perfect version of spirit box usage or you know the modern ouija board as we could call it is just removing the power from religious propaganda and stigmatization and fear of death and just putting it back into your hands as something to be comfortable with. And honestly, like this may sound bad, but like have a little fun with it. Like be so comfortable and confident and okay with it that you can genuinely enjoy being around it. Yeah. And it's actually like a super astute observation. Like I didn't put it into these this particular set of notes, but it's something I stumbled across a lot when I was trying to find any people saying, is there a danger to using a spirit box? And most of the answers were communicating with the dead is bad. And I was like, I'm not even going to put those in there because obviously that's what people are going to say. But mm-hmm. one of the main ones that I saw was actually an obsession with mm-hmm. using it. where And it was what you said, it was trying to find proof of something or trying to get answers or talking. It was like turning it from like a, a basically an interest into something where you're trying to make proof to yourself psychologically, either for or against. And they're like, that's just not healthy. No. It'd be the same as if you were trying to go outside and read the clouds in the sky for how your day should go. Or it's like a supercharged like um, star chart. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. taking anything from the natural world and trying to put meaning into your day-to-day life. They're like, don't do that. Well, to me, it's almost like if you were to use using a spirit box or Ouija board in an obsessive way to either prove or disprove um, the afterlife or whatever to get yourself answers and it becomes so obsessive, to me, that is no more than the same coin on a different side like of the stigmatization uh, yeah yeah oh, i thought i was gonna say astrology <laughs> i mean or astrology but yeah. like the the power of stigmatization and propaganda yeah. of um fear of death which is what at the end of the day i am always working on getting rid of for myself and what i would hope that everyone could work on and get better with for them for themselves individually which was the point of the spiritualism movement altogether mm-hmm. like the evil that destroyed that and the the like evil and bad that took the power out of your hands and replaced it with fear is the same thing that is causing you to become obsessive in proving or disproving 
it's it's the it's like the same fucking thing and that that's yeah. my problem with it of course there's like don't be obsessed with it like people who are so into astrology that they're like i don't have a single friend who's a scorpio i will not fuck like that is crazy yeah. that is crazy fucking cuckoo bananas but like there's there's e- there's even just like a deeper like a, a deeper nefariousness to it when you yeah. take away its main intention of being comfortable with death and accepting death as a norm when like you've just you've gone the opposite way and now you're using yeah. it as an obsessive I, crutch. Yeah, I think I could do damage to myself with this if I tried to do anything personal. You know what I mean? If I was like anyone out there talk to my mom, like I yeah. think I would fuck myself up. I think oh, that's how it's dangerous. It, it could say nothing or it could say everything. Either way, I'm fucked emotionally, yeah. like spiritually. It's just not good, right? So yeah. I, yeah, there needs to be a sort of levity with this, I think, if you are um, psychologically weak, such as myself, to that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you're just, but, not, you're just not ready yet. You're just not there yet. And it's not yeah. like a fault of your own. It's honestly like the conditioning that you've been put through. It's sure. what we've all been brought up in. It's, you know what I mean? We were, we don't have the Victorian morning rituals to help us heal. We have yeah. to show up to work the next day because mm-hmm. we don't have fucking PTO to take off after we lose someone. Yeah, um, we aren't given instructions. Like they literally fucking were as guidelines to help you navigate through the seas of grief. Mm-hmm. And so of course, like, of course, most people could see this as like a potential danger because whether it says, like you said, nothing or everything, like it, it will do some level of harm and it's not, your fault but the systems that yeah you know created that environment right and at the end of the day i am on board with you in terms of like i do think now that i've done more research that spirit boxes are just a technical upgrade to a ouija board but i think there's a little less influence human influence to answers you know what i mean there's no hand on the planchette like we don't control what we hear yeah um so before i say like how we did it I want to read off these uh, suggestions for how to use a spirit uh, box safely. I don't think we did any of these, by the way. We sure so, did not. We um, sure did not. Because we didn't look up anything. We we're like, let's just fucking go. Like we kind, mm-hmm. we knew that we had to be blindfolded, and that was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, according to straightforwardguidance.com, here are some of the best ways to protect yourself against spirits or communications that could harm you. So the first one is have protection. Um, I interpreted this when I first read the sentence as like wear a cross or I wore a hematite ring that you got me because that's supposed to like keep bad shit from happening to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wore a cross too. I was like, let's just double up. You know what I mean? Uh, but this actually said you should imagine yourself in a beautiful white light as protection, which I, I don't think that would do anything. <laughs> um, it's, like a, it's like an orange shitty dollar store light bulb glow at best mm-hmm. if I were to imagine that. Um, also have a sacred space. Didn't do that. We did nothing to make our space sacred or protected. They All of my space is sacred. Well, they recommended like crystals or candles. Like we did. I did. I was thinking about, um, because I know Oliver was having a really tough time. I said it to Ty. We didn't say it to either of you guys. We were like, we should have brought crystals for them because even again, ritual, the, the crystals don't have the power but it's the ritual of having yeah. it that tricks our lizard brains yeah. into being like, now I'm safe and protected. Right. Yeah. So 
that would have been great. I also thought about like, cause we have um, all of the gems that we were sent by um, a listener in Canada that I thought about. I was like, I'm going to put them all in my pocket, but then I did not. I mean, um, they're around everywhere, you know what yeah. I mean? I've got a little altar up there. They're, you know, they're there, they're over there. They're doing their yeah. job. Uh, but the last thing I thought was like having a sacred space or I was like, should we bring salt and put salt around us? And I was like, but what if the ghosts can't get in? So I didn't think about that. At yeah. All. yeah. Yeah. Um, also the third is be prepared with your intention and have a clear focus on what sort of experience you want to have. You can even ask for gatekeeper spirits to keep the bad ones away from you. They're like, if if fucking Led Zeppelin's your favorite band, name three songs. Like, that's <laughs> what comes through. You're like, oh, fuck. It's a God, fucking it's a gatekeeper. Yeah, that's all I thought, too. Um, four is be open to messages that come through. And I five, yeah, five, we did not do this. Seal the door to the spirit world by ending your session properly. We just left. <laughs> Goodbye. Like, I mean, you're welcome, Ogden. Here, th- th- this is the thing. I treated them the same way I would treat anyone in real life, an Irish goodbye. And that's the way I'll always do it. That's how I show respect. Also, we did say, we did say, spoiler alert, when they said leave, we did say, okay. Yeah, that was, we're like, yep. So I think that (laughs) is actually ending your session properly. Yeah. So, and I'll say it, all of that sounded dumb. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, oh, shoot, we didn't do some of that stuff. Did we fuck up? but before, uh, well, whatever. We were just pissing in the wind, man. Fuck it. So let's talk about our experience. We were being authentic, whatever. Yeah, we were being authentic. We, we were doing it live, all yeah. right? So um, basically, the setup that we had is this little spirit box. It looks, it's like a tiny, it looks like a tiny shitty radio from the 70s, basically, like with the backlit screen. It has no bells or whistles. Um, it has headphones that you put in. And then you do AM or FM, and then you just push the button, and it goes, mm-hmm. and then you put in the headphones, and you only hear that when the headphones are in. And then we were also blindfolded. Yeah. Um, what this did, I don't know, the blindfold just kept us from, like, I don't know, reading each other's lips or seeing visual cues. That's just how the internet did it. So we're like, okay, yeah. blindfold. I'd assume that's also that's probably why. So you're and not then, influenced. Yeah. And then the headphones are in so that you're only hearing the which is mm-hmm. what it sounds like. And then now and then like a voice would kind of come through. I don't want to say it that was the only thing. It was like it came through in the static. So it was like that was like almost how it was. Like you really yeah. had to fucking focus yeah. to pick out what was being said. Yeah. Except for the few- spoiler alert we'll talk about later. Yeah, <laughs> well, right. There was a few things that came through very clearly. There were also a few times where like if I didn't really understand it, I didn't even say it. I was just like, Ugh. same. I heard a lot of stuff, but it was just like, it was like a noise that I mm-hmm. knew that wasn't the, but I'm like, I fucking don't. Yeah, know. I can't. Yeah, I can't interpret that. Yeah. So we were warned. I was warned pretty prevalently from people against doing this. Um, Oliver doesn't count. Oliver doesn't count, but we do have a podcast friend. Uh, he did the, so it's Isaac Weishaupt. He does the, <laughs> um, the podcast occult symbolism and pop culture. He um, did the Stanley Kubrick deep dive film. You know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about, right? Anyway, yeah. he actually <laughs> was like, 
Well, I wouldn't fuck with that. He was a little concerned. Um, this was before I really knew more about the connection between the spirit box and the Ouija board. I'm on a different, I'm on a different level now with that. But I was basically like, there's no ritual in it. Mm-hmm. Which is literally what I said. I was like, Ouija board has ritual. We're not doing ritual. But a lot of people are like, oh, you're going to talk to the fucking dead? Which I I know it's talking to the quote unquote dead, but I thought it was just we're picking up energy mm-hmm. and we're interpreting that in yeah. voices. Yeah. Um, it's funny, though, because when we let Oliver refuse, we were originally going to do it in my house. Because we're lazy. Mm-hmm. Oliver refused to let us do it here. And he refused yeah. to come with us. Which yeah. is funny. Because then he got like fucking paranormal shit happening to him when he left. Because yeah, that's what you get. We have motion sensor lights that go up and down our stairs. And he said that those were going on. And the thing that's scary is they don't all turn on at the same time. So if I'm walking up the stairs, the bottom ones go on. And then the middle and then the top. So they were going up in succession. Like something was coming up. Um, and it was scary. Good. I can't remember what else he said. He said, he said the door up. closed on. Yeah. Time. And the door closed. <laughs> he was like. Oh, I'm like, what is she doing? That's what um, he gets. That's what he gets. As he should have come with us. We were fine. So we went to the Ogden Union Station, which um, if you're not local to Utah, it's just an old train station, but it's uh, preserved old. So it still is a marvel to look at. Yeah, it's still like really cool. Ogden's 25th Street, honestly, if you do come to Ogden and you... I don't know why you would. I know, I was like, if you just happen to come through. If you're going to go to Ogden, um, go to 25th Street, I guess is what I would say. Because it's like an old, it's still old. Yeah, um, it's historic. It's cool. So it's a little bit landmarky. So the Union Station in Ogden is a pretty big staple in the community and even historically. So it's known as the Crossroads of the West, and the Golden Spike was used to connect the joining railroads. Yep. Huge. It is a, yeah. Big, big deal. Big, big deal. Um, and it's not operational anymore in terms of, like, servicing trains, um, but it serves as a museum and an event center for people from the community to enjoy. I have been inside. Like, I, we used to do roller derby, like, our headshots there, and then mm-hmm. I've been there for a wedding. Like, it's a cool place. Um and we have – the thing that I really like about it is that we've covered Crossroads in the past and how they are the premier spot to make deals with the devil if you ever want to sell your soul for some, like, life improvements. <laughs> I think maybe if we my balls would have been a little bit bigger, I would have been like, are there any Crossroads demons here? But you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> like, my eyes would have started bleeding and I would have just died. Um, and we actually – had the union station pointed at when we went on a ghost tour last year. And I say pointed at because it's literally, it wasn't a very good ghost tour. Yeah, we went to the like, haunted cold stone. Yeah. And she was just like, you see over there haunted. And we were like, <laughs> she's like, I was getting my hair done at the salon. And the girl sitting next to me said that she was inside that building and saw a ghost once. And we were all like, wow. Yeah. And you're, you had gone hiking with typhoid Taylor. So your feet were like bleeding. <laughs> you were just yep. not having a good time. I was just like, this is crazy. Yeah. Also, <laughs> more so because we paid more for the worst ghost tour I've ever had. than like when we went to Louisiana and did like a haunted history ghost tour in the fucking catacombs of new Orleans, that was $15. We paid 20 for for the haunted Coldstone tour of Ogden. We did hardcore ghost shit in Tombstone. It yeah. is so much better. You know what I mean? And that was yeah. like cheap, 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 cheap. We went on like a little mini walking tour that I think was like 
eleven dollars a person, yeah. and it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it it changed me as a person. It was so fucking good. The real haunting was the way that lady <laughs> stole all of our money. That's like, I know, right? That's like <laughs> some people say she's been dead for thirty years. <laughs> yeah, that was the worst. Oh that God. was actually the scariest thing I've ever been through. Was getting scammed in front yeah. of my family and friends. <laughs> So she literally just pointed at it and told us nothing. She gave us nothing, told us nothing. And it was also like she had no permission to go in anywhere. So we were just standing outside on the street looking at a building that nine out of ten times was occupied and running with people inside. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Just looking at us out the window. It was so dumb. Oh, my fucking God. She was like, if you guys want to stand in the doorway, we're like, go inside. She's like, no. Like, oh. <laughs> or when she was like, oh my god, when she was like talking about like the the haunted apartment complex and that guy was just trying was to get little in. kid <laughs> like looked out the window and then she was mad that everybody was excited to have saw anything. Remember? Yeah. She was like yeah. she was like perturbed. She's mm-hmm. like, we really need to listen. Yeah, she's like, we need to stay on track. And it's like, lady. Everyone just thought they saw a ghost in the window, but it's just because that apartment complex has people in it, families, yeah. and the families are looking out on <laughs> yeah. the street at us. So fucking dumb. <laughs> oh, oh my god. god. I remember like people kept like yelling at us from their cars because it was like an active Saturday night. Yeah, she it was, was literally like, a busy so Saturday annoyed. Night. Yeah, she had her own mic set. It was like Britney Spears concert. She had a headset with a mic for the back, mic pack in the back. It's so fucking oh my crazy. God. Oh that was man, so bad. Honestly, the way that she scammed us, she deserves that coin. I know. I respect it. I don't like it, but I respect it. That's the thing. I don't like it, but I respect it. It was for Courtney's birthday party too. Yeah. So fucking sorry, Courtney. Yeah, sorry, Courtney. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, sorry, we made you have a bad time. Well, and I bought her know. docs. So she did that whole tour in her new Doc Martens, which is like just oh my the cherry on top of the punishment. You should have just told her to like chop her fucking feet I off. I should have just made her like flip flops out of cheese graters. Mm-hmm. She looks Straight really good up. though. Yeah. Happy belated birthday, Courtney. Yeah, happy birthday. Um, so, it would have been fantastic to learn the history about literally anything on that tour. <laughs> um, or how the Union Station operated or any ghost history at all. We didn't even go to the fucking Union Station. No, we didn't. No, the we were across store. the street from it the whole time. <laughs> um, oh, fuck my life. Even growing up in Utah, like we're only really taught that it was like a train station in the Crossroads of the West and Golden Spike. And it's super dry history. Like, there's literally nothing interesting to a child doing, like, a three-week course on two railroads connecting, right? Like, you don't fucking care in first grade. I feel like they could, right? There are, like, whole-ass movies and TV series about it. They could have, like, really dove deep into, like... They didn't want to cover the sordid affair of, like, the mafia using it. (sighs) Or the fact that there was, like, the two-bit street where all the hookers lived. Sex workers. Sex workers. You're right. Might be. I, mean, I corrected myself. Great job. But I, you know, but that's their fault. That's why no one has a yeah. good education and everyone's stupid. Yeah. And that's why people think history is boring because yeah. they take something that could potentially be cool and give you nothing. So like yeah. all I learned was that they used a golden spike, which may not be real to hammer the railroad together. Sounds like a fucking lie. So <sighs> one thing I did not know until we did our, did our spirit box was it the worst train wreck in Utah's history actually stemmed from the Union Station on December 31st, 1944? Known as the Bagley Train Disaster or the Great Salt Lake Wreck, 
81 people were injured and 50 were killed when a mail-slash-express train crashed into a passenger train. And according to exhibits.weber.edu, quote, Upon impact, passengers in the dining car were killed instantly. The three rear cars accordioned into each other, the sleeper and day coaches were pulverized, and another car fell into the Great Salt Lake. The Great Salt Lake must have been pretty high. <laughs> yeah, it not, it not, not like it is now. Yeah. It does not come up that close. And I was like, how the fuck did it get up there? But then I'm like, oh, right. Humans also, ruined the environment. I read that like there were a big majority of returned veterans on this train as well. 35 out of, of the, the 50 killed were veterans. Coming back from World War World War Two, two, fucking bullshit. Yeah, dude. that is fucked. That is fucked. I don't even know if they would have had a quick death either. Like, well, hopefully they were in that first the dining car that were that were killed pulverized, instantly. Yeah. yeah, you got to hope that that's what it was. There were pictures of them pulling people out of the trains that I didn't put in here, but it was I just did. Like, I did look at those. Yeah, I figured you would see them. I didn't want to look at them anymore. They weren't like gory or graphic, but I. It's all in black and white, so it like kind of takes that away. But you can you could tell. So we had done very basic research, like a literal Google search that was just like Union Station history, and then we were like, "Oh, there was a train wreck." That was literally all we knew. Yeah. Um, Knowing that, let's dive into some snippets of the recording we did. If you want to hear the full King Caboodle, that is on Patreon. Um, we recorded quite a bit of audio that Noelle put into like a beautifully curated like 30 minute video, but we're just going to do some snippets here, but we're going to give you the good snippets, um, just not the full snippets. Um, my entire video is fucking perfect. I don't care what anyone says. I edited that. It's a masterpiece. I know you fucking killed it. I was just going to be like, yeah, put it, put it all up, but you've put in like effects. You got me good with that. So we're going to put in, um, Noelle, the Noelle and Jason snippet. This one got me. So. Did you come on a train? Maybe. Um, what's your name? Or what can you tell us about yourself? Jason? So this one was like our first... This is when I was like, it's fucking working. Like, yeah. it's working. It's and it working. worked immediately. Like, we are seconds, not seconds, we are minutes into sitting down and getting started. And not only are we getting answers, we're getting intelligent answers, which I think yeah. is the thing that blew our minds away. And our um, videographer, shout out Ty, um, blew him away as well. It was like, not only were we getting answers, they were intelligent. They were answers to the questions we were asking. And the only reason this um, first session ended was because one of the things said cold or like freezing. And I wanted to check the temperature on the scanner, but I inadvertently ended the session. <laughs> uh, no, I was no, like, I don't hear anything anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it was like, yeah, it's been my turned bad. off. Well, it had like a temperature thing that you could change the screen, but when you change screens, it just turned off the frequency, mm-hmm. which was a bummer. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Seems like a waste of two features if you can't have them both running at the same time. But. I know. That would have been super helpful to know if the temperature dropped. Um, Maybe we were not doing it right. The instructions. I will say peace and love to the – we bought the spirit box from a paranormal group that sells on Amazon. And they send you a little, like, how-to guide. And it was basically just, like, some people like scanning through AM. Some people like scanning through <laughs> it was, FM. It was suggestive. Use whatever you'd like. Some people like it scanning fast. Some people like it scanning. It was like a Dr. Oh. Zeus book. 
whatever you feel like it literally was that so maybe there's a way to get them both working at the same time but it was basically like there's no wrong way to do it but then we did it the wrong way i was like oh man how did that happen (laughs) but we were scanning it in a speed we liked how could it have gone wrong um and then it was my session um uh so we'll say insert walter snippet here chelsea and walter what's your name I think it's rude not to say Walter. Walter, tight. Walter, I'm Noel. You're talking to Chelsea. Okay. Is there anything you want to tell us? Um. So here's what got me because I heard Walter like after I heard the first time. I kept hearing it and then I just mm-hmm. like stopped, kind of like repeating because it was like Walter, 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 Walter. But guess what, bitch? This is the part that gooped me. Because there was a fucking Walter who died in the Bagley train disaster. Mm. So I was just basically Google searching, like, because we heard th- three names. Um, we heard Jason, we heard Walter, we heard Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found nothing for Mike. That's just, like, too common. I found one name for, I found one Jason who died in 1944, but it was in August. And he's buried at the August or at the Ogden Cemetery, but I'm like, uh, that could be something. But he died Maybe. of a heart attack. Oh, just uh, you don't have to die in a violent way to like, yeah, you to know, be like, I'm hey. Jason. Yeah, yeah. be like, hey, it's Jason. You don't have to be like, yeah. he could just have been a guy, right? So when I did um, Walter plus Union Station, got a fucking hit to the Bagley train disaster because one of the servicemen, one of the 35 who died was private Walter Bernstein and he perished in the train wreck. And I found his information on genealogy website. And other than his Oakland address that he had been living in, the only other information that we could find out from Walter was his name coming through on the spirit box. Wow. I <laughs> love that. I love that. There was like a connection there. Um, I know. That, like- now I have like a softness in my heart for Walter now. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to find out his story. I want to do right by him. Yeah. I mean, why not go back and be like, hey, Walter, we look some stuff up. Is this mm-hmm. you? Will you confirm? Yeah. But I didn't get that far because I got the fucking yelled at. So Noel also gets yelled at, which we'll cover in the next uh, the next recording thing. But um, I got fucking yelled at to get out. So the record as the like stuff comes through, it's like interwoven into the EP. Well, do you remember the context of why? No, you were told to get out. No, because you were asking me questions, but I couldn't. Hear I what was you were asking saying. you. I asked if he knew that he was dead, and he said yes. And I said, "What is that like? Do you feel pain? Are you okay?" And then he said, "Stop." So I said, "Okay." I won't ask any more questions about that. And then um, I was, ta- I was like, you know, <laughs> I, I brought up the haunted Goldstone. <laughs> I was like, you know, I was literally in the middle of telling him about how we went on like the worst ghost tour. Uh-huh. And then he said, get out. Did I, was I hadn't listened to any of the sessions yet. I haven't, I have no idea what questions you asked me yet. Cause I hadn't listened to any of it yet. Spoiler alert. That's the context. That's fucking scary. I know. Well, because and then, so it brings up what, um, so Ty gave, gave us feedback today. Um, I think is he's sitting with like the experience more. Um, and he's like, 
you guys shouldn't ask them if they know if they, if they died. And I was like, what are you talking about? I would like, I would want to know that. And he's like, what if they don't know? What if they just like, it, they just, it just happened. And I was like, well, wouldn't you like want to, isn't that like the process of like releasing a spirit? Cause like, it, if it doesn't know, like, yeah, this is, this is the whole mythos, right. Of like, why a spirit is quote unquote trapped. Yeah. And it's like they don't know that they're dead. It's so they're Haley like, Joe Osmond here. said that in Sixth Sense. They don't yeah. know. It's Bruce exactly. Willis. But like, but he, so he was like, don't fucking ask him that as rude. And I was like, well, I would want to know. And here's why. And also, he did know. And he said, yes. So, mm, you know what I mean? Uh. Yeah. I saw the, I saw that you said Ty had feedback. And I was like, what did he say? We talked too much. And you said essentially. And then I stopped reading the thread. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's he going to critique yeah. us for sucking the air out of the room some more? That was, uh, that was, yeah. Read, read the room. The room is us and the ghosts. And we're having a good time. So, there was that piece of feedback. And then Oliver left feedback recently. And he was like, you guys were asking too hard of questions, like too long winded sentences. You should have asked yes or no. And I said to him, and I'll say it again here. I am not going to infantilize ghosts. Okay. Because I am on the wavelength that they are intelligent beings just like us or were and the energy that made them intelligent is still around and like yeah. why am i going to treat them like they're a toddler who doesn't know how to read we have we gave them the full radio frequency spectrum to fucking play with why are we limiting ourselves to yes it knows exactly i was like get your i don't need i don't need the chicken shit guy telling me how to run my spirit your spirit box sessions okay if you want to have opinions you could show up if not, <laughs> keep those opinions yourself. Ty was like, tra- like mouthing questions to me when I was like, I don't know if you saw me. Like, there's like few times where I look over at Ty because I'm gooped, but I don't know. If, <laughs> when I'm like trying to read his lips in the dark, and I'm just like, oh, oh there were, why? <laughs> they were like, he he was like, I think you got. He was like talking to me on the drive home. He was like, I think you guys were too focused on like what questions to ask that you guys were missing the conversation that was happening between who was answering the questions and the answers given out. And he was like talking about um, like how you brought up day of the dead and then like dancing was one of them, like was one of the responses and the way that it like came out, the answer came out during your like second mid sentence was like, yeah, people were walking around and then it was dancing. So he was like, what if that was that like spirit trying to say like, no, 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 they weren't like walking around. They were actually dancing, like having a intelligent and constant but conversation. I'm pretty sure I asked, oh, did you dance or did you see people dance? Like, I feel like we were conversational. I know. I well, We definitely were conversational, but he was convinced that we were like missing out on the like back and forth, just like how you and I are talking. Yeah. That it was like, there was more happening than we oh. were um, like picking up on. So the Which guy who like, says you talk too much and the guy who didn't come have, they have, they have opinions. They want this podcast. So <laughs> I keep telling them to do a Patreon it. episode and they won't fucking do it. But I know, um, they should, they just, just come on 
And then yeah. everyone will be like, oh, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I um, agree. But, but I yeah, was they, like, I could get his feedback a little bit because I was like that is good so feedback. busy trying to yeah. like figure out what they meant that I didn't even like put it into the sentence that was just said. Does that make sense? I was being, I, I would agree with that. That is good feedback. I was being more interpretive and less conversational. Exactly. That's, that's the better description of it. I was trying to interpret what it meant. Like, what does this single word mean? Like, what's the paragraph this single yeah. word is trying to represent when really they were probably just like doing conversation like we are now? Yeah. But, so, we, but it's be. also like hard when you're in there because it's like the adrenaline rush of something working when you didn't anticipate it. Well, I also think it's kind of that like to Oliver's fucking feedback. It's like that what cinema has like told us yeah. it is. And like it, it's just like, you know what I mean? Simple yes or no questions and um, vagueness that requires massive interpretation when what we were experiencing was actually just like back and forth conversation. And I also think, and I don't know if you experienced this because I haven't heard the, I haven't played back all of our audio yet, was just essentially the dead air when we weren't getting answers. Mm -hmm. I was like, then I'm just going to talk. Because there were parts where I felt like it was like two or three minutes would pass and like nothing was happening. Mm -hmm. So like, can you elaborate on that? What did you mean? Are we not mm-hmm. like, what did you want to say? Do you want to take yeah. it in a different route? And then yeah. after asking like a whole bunch of questions like that, that I would go in and I wonder if you did the same thing because you talked about the ghost tour. I would go into more conversational things. Mm-hmm. I would be like, you know, there's people I see all this day of the dead stuff. Like I don't have a mm-hmm. question about it, but I'm like, I'll just talk about it. Cause there's dead air. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I so think we, that's the best way to do it though. I think it's the best yeah, way. Cause like I thought about questions in my head on the way over, but then like, yeah. Those only also, take, took me so far. Yeah, and like, I don't know. It feels more authentic when you're being authentic, right? Uh, yeah, there's, there was definitely an authenticity to it that um, – and it's also hard to separate it because you're saying the words, and I'm like, maybe that was an issue where I'm like, Noelle is saying this. Mm-hmm. So what, what am I trying to draw so that Noelle can draw it out? Where mm-hmm. I probably should have treated you a little bit more like, no, I'm not necessarily talking to no- what Noel hears mm-hmm. or Noel hearing something. I need to talk to what Noel is hearing. Yeah. Uh, but that's hard to do because, like, I hear you say these words and I'm like, putting our history together and I'm like, okay, so what would be the next question I would ask for Noel yeah. to ask to the ghost, basically? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think we did well. Until yeah, I, think you, I think we did great. Getting yelled at was scary, though. Um, because I think you can agree, and we'll talk about this for our next session, but like the the stuff that came through kind of sounded like the EVPs that you hear on TV, where they're mm-hmm. kind of hard to pick up. And unless they're super clear, like we were just like, ah, I'm not going to say it. Because mm-hmm. there were times where it'd be like, and I'm like, I don't fucking know what that says. But it was always stuff interwoven into the noise. But get out was its own thing. And it was literally just get out. Mm-hmm. And I took the headphones out. And I'm like, okay. And then that was my session. I was done. Yeah. Um, and then I got, you got get out and I got um, leave. Yeah. The leave saga. That's all you got. You got yeah. a hello and then the leave saga. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- is this the leave saga right when we were done? When we were, and I heard it like 40,000 times. Yeah. So you were like, it's just saying leave, leave. But then I think you said one came through that was like, leave. 
continue. Yeah. So the the leave saga, which was the end of the our recordings in general, was we moved to the second location, and there was almost nothing. Like at first, we had like, well, we I heard a really like friendly, uh, like Spanish accented voice being like, "Hi," and I was like, "Hey," and then there was basically nothing. It was full dead fucking silence for minutes, yeah. minutes, absolutely nothing. And then there were a wave of leaves and it was all different voices. And it, and I was trying to describe this to you guys in the car. I was like, the way that they sounded was like, um, there was play dead. There was play dead like twice. Mm-hmm. And then there was like a bunch of leaves, but the way that they sounded was kind of like, Hey, you should go. Like, hey, yeah. leave. Like, hey, you should yeah. you should head out now. Like, it was that. And then the last one was like angry and aggressive and came through really strong. So that's what made me be like, huh? It was almost if I was to like interpret how I felt these these voices were almost trying to be like, hey, it was like really great hanging out with you, but like you guys should go before like, because there are people who don't, aren't like as nice as us. Yeah. Like getting annoyed. Um, Maybe like it was very like a conversationally friendly warning of like, almost like as if you were at a party and you were like hanging out, having a good time. And then someone came up to you and was like, hey, so-and-so's on their way. Like, I yeah. think, you know, you should like, like head s- out. They turn the music off and you're like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like yeah. what the voices were and then like they were in constant um like hey 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 and then it was like leave like the the yeah once again same mean growling voice from before was like leave and i was like okay, yeah fine we haven't talked about it yet but you and i both heard a lot of growling like yeah <laughs> which was a little it didn't spook me out um but i was like oh interesting yeah the way There's something else here yeah so the way that like i kind of feel about like the growling and like the mean is like so i am i am of the energy you know can't be created or destroyed theory and yes you will get like flamboyant bubbly um warm energy because that is strong and then you will also get equally as mean and like guttural energy which is what i think i think we heard a little bit of both because like i remember the jason voice being like really bubbly like just like a guy like yeah you know what i mean and and um like of course the mean aggressive guttural sounds like that's always going to be what like resonates with you more, you know what I mean? Or sticks with you more, I guess would be the better like term for it. But um, I, I, I think it's like the, it's no different than the other. It's just the like opposite side of it. It's just like yeah. the other type of energy that gets like around because I could envision that growl not coming from like a fucking demon. No, but like a dude yeah. who used to like, chain smoke inside and hit his fucking wife you know what i mean yeah i got like more of the vibe that they were just it it was more like annoyed and less evil or like exactly it was yeah like a cop telling you to leave and you're like "Ugh, well you're not the fucking boss of me but you'll do harm if i say no or you'll like try to freak me out you know so yeah um 
I mean, same, the same energy, a guy who chain smokes inside and hits his wife. Yeah. 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 But then after that we did, we did fucking leave. Um, so I don't feel like we poked the bear at all. I mean, you said that you've had some experiences after I'm not sure I have, but I've also just been super busy with having, um, a new dog. Yeah, you've got a new puppy in oh, the house. Oh, yeah. Maybe that is my curse. Fucking that puppies, is your heart. Man. Yeah. So, but here's what I say. I say we fucking go back, find out who Jason is, figure out what Walter wants to tell us. And I'm not going to mm. be so hydrated this time. I think that's a great idea. I think we, I think we absolutely should. Now mm. that we know, now that we've got the information. But yeah. again... I talked about it in the beginning. Do I feel haunted? No, but I do feel like I have the, they live glasses on now and I'm a little bit more keen to seeing and hearing everything that's going on. I'm just like, does seasonal depression count as being haunted? Because always, um, I've just felt more depressed than usual, but that's also just me because it snowed yesterday. Yeah, actually I'm like, Oh, here we fucking go. Winter time. So. <laughs> yeah, don't blame the ghost for that. Okay, we're back. <laughs> and we're back. We did not go back. on a tangent at all. Of nope. <laughs> the um, poem I wanted to read, and Noel said no. <laughs> we're going to read the, the spirit box poem about it being st- nightmarish. Um, because it's not. Because it's cool and fun, and spirits are cool and fun. So, speaking of cool and fun, especially right now, $1 gets you into our Patreon for all of our content, but we did film this entire Spirit Box experience and it is edited and uploaded on Patreon. It's a really fun little romp. Um, it's spooky. Noel did such it's a fun. fucking good job with like, good editing it. It's not just like voices. Sorry to cut you off, but it's not just, I want to give you a quick shout out. Like, please. Noel fucking <laughs> did it. It has like TikTok video energy where it's like funny and uh, like information is like, bah, bah, bah. Uh, I don't normally laugh out loud at like things that I watch. My humor stays internal, but you got me like, I chortled a few times even. <laughs> um, um, no, you did a good job. So, so did I. Um, Emmy worthy. Thank you so much. So go check that out. It's a dollar. Um, patreon.com backslash go to hell podcast i think um but if you want to be for sure there is a link tree in all of our bios i'm at noelle fane that is at sith lard we are at go to hell podcast um you go into that link tree it will have obviously a link to our patreon it also has a link to our merch um also again shout out to everyone who supported the protect trans kids um fundraiser is still going will never stop um, all of our merch is donated, but of course that one is really specific and near and dear to our hearts. And we always want to highlight it. Um, we also have links to Kelly Holloran or at Wild Wood Owls store on Etsy. She sells cool stickers and art for us and also that she does on her own. Super fucking awesome. Go check her shit out. You can also get a link to our Discord page, which is fun. Um, and again, I don't know why you would need it, but if you because you're listening to us right now, but there's also links to how you can listen to us on Spotify. We are anywhere podcasts are heard. Mm-hmm. What do you want to say? Um, you know, you know, I, 
I just gotta give a shout out to, you know, the number one homie who's never done me any wrong, so. This is a quick little Hail Satan. I say Hail Walter. Hail Walter and Jason. Yeah. And Mike. Yeah, and Mike. We didn't talk much about Mike, but we only heard that name once, but. Yeah. Thanks for chatting, guys. It was really yeah. sick. Great time talking. All right, bye. Bye. Leave. Is there something bad here, or do you just not want us here? Leave. Is there something bad here? Do that you- is literally all that's coming through. That's crazy. Let's just leave. Go. Leave, go? Yeah. Oh, repetitively. Four times in a row. Should we go? Probably. <laughs> <laughs>